You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. What is preaching? Preaching comes from a word in a Greek language, keruk, K-E-R-U-X. Keruk is to be a preacher or to preach the Word of God. To preach means to lift your voice and to speak with authority. So today, we don't stand in the pulpit and say, I want to share some things with you today. This is not a sharing session. This is a preaching session. The Bible said Jesus preached. That means he lifted his voice and declared with authority, thus saith the Lord. We live in such a soft day. We, we can't hurt anybody. We can't, I don't, I'm, I'm not talking about deliberately. We, we can't, I'm a German. You can't even tell a joke about a German. I mean, that's part of our culture to tell a joke about one another. And I'm not talking about being vicious and picking fun at things that we cannot correct, you know. But my goodness, I, I, once in a while, and I, I'm never, I, I don't think there's a prejudice bone in my body. Good night. We have probably 75 nationalities in this auditorium right now, first generation. I love, we have a big Spanish ministry at the other property today. We have, a, uh, we have a Chinese meeting right now. We have Indian ministry here. We have Filipino ministry here. Uh, we have a Caucasian ministry here. I, I could not pastor any other way. I love it. That's like an Acts 1 uh, church. They all were together, all nationalities. I love it. I love it. Amen. I, I just, it, to me, I could not just pastor Caucasian, blonde-headed people. Maybe I could pastor bald-headed people, but I'm not certain. But I'm just talking about the fact, thank God for more. But I'm so, it's so, I grew up in a generation could tell jokes. Can't do it now. You get a lawsuit. My goodness gracious. And sometimes even on the radio, I'm preaching and teaching. And I better not say that. Uh, You know, that's just, someone's going to think, had a great thing happen yesterday. Great thing happened today. Uh, Brother and Mrs. Manley down here, Kevin and Salome, they had their little boys here. They're still preschool, four and below, two boys. Those guys, they do not they're coming in here tonight, sitting in church till they're dismissed to their children. They do not listen to preaching. Your grandsons, they, they, now they, they're respectful, but they don't have any care about what's going on. So yesterday I have a wedding here and there, you brought those two guys to a wedding? I didn't even see them, but so this pulpit was gone. We had a wedding here and I said, now this is going to be not racist. What's the next word I'm looking for? In the high school, I preach every Wednesday to high school teenagers. And every week, I've taught these boys, what do you call it, sexist? Is that what it's called, what I'm going to tell you? I'll say, hey, fellas, women belong, and they'll say it, in the kitchen. Well, let me try. Women belong in the kitchen. I guess you can't say that nowadays. So, I mean, it's just been a joke for years and, and, you know, I'm not going to the kitchen. I'll tell you that right now. I, I'll starve to death before I don't know how to cook. So I'll have a message on that too. Someone will tell me. But so last week in chapel, 
last chapel of the year, I said, men, women belong. And they said, in the kitchen. I said, girls, I never said it before. Men belong, and man, they were primed and pumped in the garage. <laughs> man, that offended me there. I was really bitter about that. I thought it was awesome. So I was talking to the Manleys this morning. They're boys, four-year-old and a five-year-old. And a, those two little guys said last night, Mom, women belong in the kitchen. <laughs> it's starting early. Yes, yes. Then they said, men belong in the garage. You know, why can't you, why can't you say something like that? Why, why can't, I, I would never want to miss, I, I have a wife and we have a, a two daughters and a daughter-in-law and 14 grandkids and about half of those are girls, I guess, maybe a little less. Hey, I, want, I would never want to be rude to them, but let's live life. Yes. And so if a man preaching, well, I tell you what, I don't like that. I don't, I don't. And they have people in America have, what they, he talks too loud. Why does he have to talk that loud? Well, he's got too much energy. Well, he's got this and that. Get over it. God says preaching is to lift your voice and speak with authority like the apostles did and like Jesus did and like the prophets did. When preached the word, it was to declare with authority, thus saith the Lord. And you church members across the nation are watching. Let your pastor be a pastor. We had a sweet girl, Diane Turner. She may be listening. She's a mother and a grandmother. And she was living in a home years ago, 35 years ago, I guess, for a little season. And she said to Miss Treber one day, something about pastor, maybe he could say this in the pulpit. She said, Diana, she's probably listening right now in Texas. She said, see that area up there? That's pastor's. I don't tell him what to say in the pulpit. Now she tells him what to say at home. <laughs> but she doesn't tell him what to say in the pulpit. This is sacred. So I hear folks just sing songs. We, we want sacred, godly hymns and sp- spiritual songs and singing and making melody in your heart to God. We'll get to this today sometime along the way. Preaching. God has chosen to, to speak with authority, to declare boldly, is to publicly declare. And, and by the way, the word preaching also, by definition, means to denounce. Well, we're against sin. Well, what is sin? Well, there are 19 sins in Galatians chapter 5. Alphabetically, could start with adultery. That's sin. Backbiting, that's sin. Carnality, that's sin. Deceit, that's sin. Envy. Fear, fear. That, that's all, that's all gossip, it's sin. Well, you're gonna have to figure out if it's sin or not. No, you're not, God's word already said. God says preach the word and what's missing in America is preaching, preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort. For the preaching of the cross, 1 Corinthians 1, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us that are saved, it is the power of God. God wants preaching. God desires preaching. My Bible says, 1 Corinthians 20, uh, 1, 21, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching. My Bible says in Titus chapter 2, verse number 3, but, but God hath manifest, publicly exposed his word through preaching. Preaching. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. 
Sunday morning. I say Sunday morning because I'm just speaking to people that in America, they don't go to church on Sunday night. But this one hour, my goodness, one hour, which is maybe a 25 to 30 minute message, that's it for 168 hours? But I'm not going to turn it into a seminar. Other churches, hey, look, they can do what they want, all 380,000. But we're going to have church. We're going to have preaching. And we're going to have singing. And we're going to have tithing. And we're going to have giving. But Sunday morning at church is not a seminar. It's not a lecture. It's not a teaching, though great preaching should be great teaching. It's not a gospel social hour. It's not counseling. It's not therapy sessions. It's not all about the emotional feelings of man. I don't want to necessarily talk so much about man. Preach Jesus. Bible illustrations, Isaiah chapter 61. Billy Sunday had his Bible openness as he preached all over America. In the late 1900s, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach to preach. You read about Isaiah's day, their whole head was sick. He said, my nation, their head is sick. So God has asked me to preach. You look at Jeremiah who preached and he said, you're backslidden. He's speaking to the children of Israel. From the sole of your foot to the top of your head, you're wicked. That's not like saying, well, we all have emotional traumas. Let's, let's deal with it now today. We're not going to deal with, we're going to talk about Jesus. I think what the scripture says in Jonah chapter three, he said, Jonah, arise and go preach to that wicked city. And over 600,000 people got right with God. You know, whatever Congress does this week, they can do. I hope they're on recess. We'll save some money. But I want you to know this. Congress is not gonna bring America back to God. I mean, when I opened Congress a year or two or three ago and had a prayer there, my, my prayer, my prayer had to be submitted and they had to approve my prayer. It's in the congressional, congressional approved. Well, I'll tell you what, you're not going to have a revival by preacher's prayers getting re approved in Congress. But you want to know how America can, come, can, can change uh, without legislation at one day in America's history right now before noon if we got right with God in this auditorium and the touch of God came on everyone's life we began to confess our sin not another one's sin and get right with God we could have revival and it could spread over the entire Bay Area region and churches that are shut could start to open up. And all of a sudden, all of this area and all over California and the Western part of the United States and the United States and around the world, we could see the world come back. You wanna know how to stop murder? Well, yeah, let's get rid of the guns and have more legislation. Are you kidding me? So all criminals are gonna say, I wanna surrender my gun so I don't hurt anybody. You're not going to change the head. You've got to change the heart. 63 million babies slaughtered. How's that going to stop when a nation goes back to believing in life and liberty and the pursuit of life? That's in our tenets. Why do you have life? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. Life is in Jesus. And so today, we see our text is before us. And the Bible says uh, he was preaching. Who, 
Who are they preaching? Well, Acts 8, 5 said they preach Christ. Acts 9, 20, Paul, Philip preached Christ and Paul preached Christ and John the Baptist preached Christ. So I'm, I'm not gonna have you come here and have next Sunday, Brother Flood, have a therapy session for us because he has a baseball season in the church now, so some men are gonna lose. Almost all men are gonna lose, and one team's gonna win. So for all those losers, he's gonna have a therapy session at the end of summer to help you over your emotional trauma. We're not having therapy here. We're having preaching the word, they preach Jesus. Guys, I have so much to talk about. I'd like to cut these guys loose right now. Just talk to us about Jesus. He is the alpha. He's the beginning. He is almighty. He, he is the bread of life. We can go on and on through the alphabet who he is. I tell you, every need that you have, only Jesus can satisfy your need and your soul. I don't know what the sorrow is. I don't know what the disappointment is. We literally, and I know of, we have people that are watching right now and very likely in their own church may just be their last service. They're hanging on for life one more day. Now I'll tell you who's gonna be the hope of their life, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, we sing in the elementary. I've got them on my mind. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, I'm all the time, I'm, uh, think about Jesus. I think of my blessed Redeemer. I think of all, think what he's done for you. Think what he's done. He died on the cross for my sin. He died, he was buried, he rose again for my justification. Think he's my redeemer, he's my savior. He justifies me, he sanctifies me. He writes my name in the book of life. I'm his child. I can go out of father, daddy. I can talk to him. I can pray to him. I can have the Holy Spirit that lives within me to guide me and comfort me and correct me, instruct me and teach me in all things. You talk about a blessing. I'm so glad I got saved because of the work of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, there's just something about that name. Jesus is the sweetest name I know for he's just the same. Therapy is not the sweetest name I know. Counseling is not the sweetest thing I know. I have an article. The preacher's been dead for years. He wrote this over 50 some years ago when he, right before he died. He said, I brought the article with me. The work of preaching is the highest and the greatest calling, glorious calling which anyone could ever be called to preach. It's the most urgent need of the church, Christian church today, true preaching. And it's obviously the greatest need in the world as well. And by the way, this was not written by an independent fundamental Baptist. But back in yesteryear, you could walk into an old Methodist church and a Presbyterian church and undoubtedly a Lutheran congregational church and get saved. You walk in most Baptist churches today, you can't get saved. They're all over the map. He writes, why all the decline in the power of preaching, one, because we don't believe in the authority of the scriptures, he said. You cannot have authority when you cannot speak well, and you cannot speak well when you don't believe you have authority in the word of God. Secondly, why the loss of power? 
Men have become pulpiteers rather than preachers. They're professionals. There's an element of showmanship, but not the breath of God. Thirdly, it became, it's become a form of entertainment. So we're not going to have the flickering lights going on and off and the sound equipment and the drummer behind us and all that. We're just going to preach the word. And so who they preached was Jesus. What they preached. The book of Acts 4, 2 says they preached the resurrection. We don't serve a dead Savior. We serve a living Savior. They preach Acts 13, the forgiveness of sins. What else? They preach Acts 14, the gospel. Acts chapter number 14, they preached the word. Who they preached was Jesus. What they preached was the gospel. Where they preached. Acts 8, 4, they went everywhere preaching. They went to Caesarea. They went to Berea. They went to Galatia. They went to Corinth. They went everywhere in Iconium and Damascus and Galilee and Perga and seaside and seashore and on the mountain and they preached the word of God. Many of you won't come back. You won't like what I'm saying. But we're losing America. And you know what? I've lived long enough that it's not going to probably be much skin off of my nose. I'm a lot closer to the shore than I am the beginning. We have those 14 grandkids I love. And I love those two little boys who, by the way, are very good in church. I'm proud of them. It's been a hassle because they're full of termites or something. Man, they've got it. They're just, they're wiggling around all over the place. But they're, they've done well. You know why they're learning? And to think that those two little boys at a wedding in the garage, that helped me today. Boy, I'm going to just stay with it. Even at that wedding yesterday, the beginning, we talked about the death, the burial, the resurrection. Before you gave, brother, brother, uh, right, right there, dad, before you gave your daughter away, her mother and I, I asked him, if he's been born again? Is he saved? Does he know Christ? And when did you get saved? And I asked your daughter, are you saved? How can you give a, a, a daughter away to a boy that's lost? How can you get, how could you give your, your son away, wherever you went, right there you Boy, you get a boy married, you're back, and you're way back there. Then. You used to sit up here. And uh, uh, I, I got family, wonderful. Glad you're all here with us today. You don't give your, daughter, your husband, son away. I mean, you, you have a lifetime in that boy's life. He was born right next door to the old church building that's filled this hour with our people. He has lived within six blocks of this area. And everything he has, Sunday school, elementary, junior high, high school, college, going off to serve God two weeks from now, be in the ministry uh, in another state. I'm talking about the fact you don't give a son away to a girl, she's lost. So yes, talked about the death, the burial, the resurrection. Well, it's a wedding. The wedding was 21 minutes. And that includes a song and that includes the vows, and that includes the rings, and that includes everybody coming down the aisle, and that includes the one thing I hate the most. I'm standing here, there they are, waiting, you may kiss the bride. It is the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I'm three feet away, and they're, what do you do? 
I mean, I've tried everything. I've turned my head. I've seen all sorts of things. I put my Bible up here yesterday. It's just, it's embarrassing. Well, I approve. That's a good kiss. You want to try? You can't. What do you do up here? Somebody, maybe you can teach that in the college this year. The poor pastor. And you introduce them. I'm talking about 21 minutes and we can't get the death, the burial, the resurrection, salvation in there. And a scripture verse from Luke chapter 12, verse 48, to whom much is given. And these kids were given a good mothers and dads and a Christian home and siblings. And they were given a church and they're given Christian schools. They've been given everything. Too much is given, much shall be required. But those two little boys caught it. They may not have caught Luke 12. And they may not have caught the death, burial, and the resurrection, but they caught the garage and the kitchen. And we're shutting our churches down on Sunday night. What are we thinking, pastors? There was a day this property was in debt and the other property, $16.5 million. And we'd already raised millions and millions and millions to buy it and millions of, to, uh, to, 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 for the plans and all of it. And then we're 16.5 million debt. We're on a program will be done in about 16 more months. Why spend all that money for one hour on Sunday morning? That is a waste of God's money. Where they preached, they preached everywhere. How they preached, Acts 9, 7, boldly. They didn't take a poll. Do you like it? There has to be conviction. And I'm, I'm, I'm including myself with you preachers. We don't preach because empty vessels have nothing to give. And when you're empty, you begin to read other people's messages and then tweak them for you and read illustrations. You just spin a message from an illustration. Preach the word. President Abraham Lincoln said this of preaching. I do not care to listen to a dry sermon. I like to hear a man preach as if he were fighting bumblebees. World War I was in the heat of the battle. America sent a preacher over to near the front lines. And he gathered those troops together and said, boys, I'm here to preach. Our country, America, sent me to talk to you. He said, quite frankly, I, I, I'm very good at telling jokes. I'm really, I, I could just tell jokes all day long. And I don't know what you need, but I could tell you jokes or I could preach. What would be the most helpful to you? And a big, tall, lanky young man stood up. Within three days, most of us will probably be dead. We don't care about jokes and stories. We care about preaching. We're going out there to face an enemy that's going to take our lives. We want preaching. I just saw Mark, your parents here. They're, they're out of town. They're, they came to preaching. You see, there's something in their heart. Brother and Mrs. Manley, Brother and Mrs. Jacob, the Jacob, Miss Jacob right there, second row. The Manleys, your husband's teaching children's church right now. 
there in the fifth row. 43 years ago, Friday, it was a Saturday, there was a knock on the door, and the man leaves as a young couple came to church for the first time. The same Sunday, the Jacobs came, first time. The ushers put the Manleys on the front row. Jacobs were a little bit further back, but we were packed out in that old little A-frame building. 43 years, many children, grandchildren, real high moments, real sad moments. Some moments I don't even know about. But you know what they're doing? They're leaving something for their kids and grandkids. A heritage. When things go right, you just stay faithful. When things go wrong, you just stay. Well, I'm not finished, but I have to be done. Let's pray, shall we? Father, you've chosen the foolishness of preaching. The world thinks it's foolish. Lord, as I speak, I, I, wish, I wish no harm on any political figure. But our governor and our senators, our congressman, our mayor, our president, right wing, left wing, that's not the answer. God's house is God's people. And how in the world we've ever bought into this, let's close it down as often as we can. I hope preachers will go to their empty auditoriums tonight or next time they close her down and sit there and wonder what, what young boy could have been saved tonight. What young girl could have given her life to God? What young couple's marriage could have been spared? We don't need less, we need more, so much the more as we see the day approaching. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.